sure, mm-hmm. pretty sure a lot of people can relate that are listening to podcast. Like you're like God talked to me, and you open up the Bible, and you're like, I'm not, like I'm not getting anything. Mm-hmm. and you kind of like check out a little bit because you didn't get what you needed mm-hmm. but a lot of times he's speaking all around you like you know he's not necessarily looking for you to like i'm not saying don't open up the word and don't read it what i'm saying is sometimes that's just not where he's the that's not what he's trying to bring your attention to yeah. you, you have know? to be open for him to come and talk in any way yeah how he through wants anything to talk. yeah <laughs> So it's like through anything, through whatever, like I've had moments where I'd just be reading a book about whatever and I just have a sentence that's just pops. Like, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Life with Jan and Cad podcast, where we exchange stories of our spiritual and entrepreneurial journeys in the hopes of encouraging you and yours. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to our episode number eight. This is from our last episode of yes, the it season. Is. And we're so, so, so excited and so happy. This is your host, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> and right here with my friend and sister, Kat. And we, we're we so excited. We're so excited about um, finalizing season one of this um, new journey that we are embarking and today today's episode is actually um, talking about our uh, journey as spiritual and entrepreneur and so without further ado I'm just gonna go straight to it and ask you guys ask you Kathleen the mm-hmm. questions and you know and just share yeah um, we'll this. just kind of roll with this one together and go yes with <laughs> yes we're gonna go with the flow on this one um also thank you for everybody that has been so far supporting oh, yeah. us and sharing and all the feedback we are super Lots overwhelmed flooded yes. with feedback yeah yes and everything has been great uh we're super happy and this is not the last. This is not the last. We're no, going to be taking a, a, a short break, but season two is coming beginning of next year. And um, yeah, we're going to be prepping for that. So let's get to it. So today, as we talk about uh, being spiritual and entrepreneur, the first question that I have for you is for us, um, well, for <laughs> us <laughs> is um, how uh, what this journey has been as entrepreneurs. So I'll let you go let you yeah. go first so you can tell so you want to know that. so you want to know a little bit about the journey as an entrepreneur yes um <clears throat> so for me being an entrepreneur is it's very very new for me i i've never in a million years thought that i'd be in a place where i would own my own business or i'd be doing my own thing or be my own boss i think that it is 100% a blessing to be able to do so but this was, you, you know, I, I think that it's appropriate to call it spiritual and entrepreneur because a lot of my personal journey as an entrepreneur has been influenced by my spirituality. 
we we talked about my journey in corporate and yeah i think it was episode two when we talked about unbalanced and my journey out of the corporate world and how i just quit my job literally as soon as i graduated i said i'm going to dip and i'm actually going to do something that i enjoy doing or you know which is produce music and you know a, a lot a lot of what people don't know is that it's not just music production i actually want to get into a little bit of you know video production movie production and i'm really excited about that like documentaries and things like that they're those are things that i'm very passionate about and so right now as an entrepreneur i am in the process of um learning how to become a better videographer better editor uh even with this podcast this has been such a huge blessing or in such a huge learning ground for me to learn how to do those things as well as my own music just becoming a better producer if you would have heard my stuff back in 2016 you would have been like oh my god it's come a long <laughs> way and mind you i am not i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm the best producer in the world because i'm not but i do i do think that i do have a little bit of a genius when it comes to making songs um <laughs> I, I want to say that when I first got my laptop back in 2016, and I think I got it because I I just kind of got tired of the monotony of, you know, a, a Saturday service. Um, some of you have Sunday services, but we had Saturday services. And I got so tired of the monotony. I wanted to add some like flavor to, you know, Saturdays, <laughs> add some, add some ambience. I wanted to add some pretty stuff to it. Cause that's just the way that I am. Like if I, if I, I, I don't think about, I think about adorning things that, you know, I've, I've always been that way. I like to decorate things. And so a lot of music goes that way for me. So when I bought my kid, I bought like a MacBook and um, a very crappy interface and that's how in in a MIDI board that my dad had. It wasn't a crappy MIDI board. Um, I'm not gonna say crappy because I feel like he's gonna get offended if I call it crappy. <laughs> I was like, but it's I, what we had. <laughs> it's what we had at the time. And I kind of had to figure it out. I think I asked him one day, "Hey, how does this work?" And he was like, "I think this works this way." I've had to figure it out on my own. And I just started creating my own stuff, never thinking that this could potentially become a gig for me. And Jan can tell you, I've been creating music for a really long time. Like uh, she has probably all of my demos between her and Laudi. They have all of the demos and all of the songs. I love that them. I have a file on, on Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of songs that people may or may never hear. Right. And I constantly send my stuff to them. Be like, hey, what do you think about this one? And they're like, yo, you should totally release this one. And I know that that was the case for Cenota. Um, I have a song I was called Cenota, and I, I think I sent it to Laudi. And that song was like a spur of the moment type thing. There wasn't anything like, there's no backstory to that other than I just wanted to write it. And mm -hmm. I sent it to Laudi and I sent it to you. And you were like, yeah, you need to drop this. <laughs> you need to put it out. Um, and that actually became the very first song that I personally put out. Very first songs I wrote with Jan, I, we released back in 2017. I was very pleased with the outcome and the reception of that. So I kind of knew that I, I kind of had a knack for that. And it, I, but I definitely never thought about the fact that I would be doing this for a living. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me really happy because I get to do something that I love slash hate. <laughs> it is, you know, the, the journey of a songwriter. And I think most songwriters will find themselves in this place where it's like you love words and you hate words at the same time. And it's just, it's the constraint of like having so many feelings and emotions that you just don't have the appropriate words mm-hmm. to that it's really frustrating at times. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I think it's been an interesting journey. Again, since 2016, I've been producing. um, (laughs) And there's been quite an improvement on the production of of the songs. But I'm definitely still learning. Music production is like such a... It's it's weird to explain it because it's more about feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling a song versus technicality. And that's huge. That's an area of myself that I'm just like, oof, I don't know if I can, like, it's something that I have to train myself to do. Like, how do I feel something to the point that it feels right? Not just to my ear, but I guess guessing that everyone else will, it will feel right to everyone else as well. So it's tricky. It's interesting. I'm in the learning process. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I jumped the boat knowing that I was like, dude, like, I'm going to start doing something that I'm still very much learning how to do. But I love the fact that I have been able to help out in different projects, you know, editing podcasts and and, and also making music, producing people already. So and, and that's funny enough, like I actually got to um, produce an album back in 2020. Was it was it 2020 or 2021? 2021 it was 2021 2021 yeah yeah I got to help out produce an album and that mind you I had no idea that I'd be jumping in 2022 to actually do this I think that was the push that I needed to you know somebody asked me that they were just like I think I think so I think that you were on the making you were already in the entrepreneur stages Mm -hmm. since 2016 yeah. Um. But you didn't jump 100% to it until this year. But that was that's when you were like, okay, I'm just this is what I love. I'm going for it, and that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was for me. I mean, that making that album for that person, I was just like, I thought about it. I was like, I could do this. <laughs> that's awesome. But how about how about you? Um, tell us a bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. Well, before we go into my journey, I just wanted to to encourage you that you can definitely create a documentary about this species right here. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, this weird, uh, yeah, uh, unique species that you can just, you know? No, but uh, going back to that, that's awesome. And I wanted to before we, you know, I share my part. What? What was it that clicked? Because I, I've known you've been, art, you, since I've known you, you know, you're, you're inclined to the arts. Yeah. Because you used to dance and, you know, um, and music, you play mm-hmm. piano as well and things like that. And then you sing and you write. But what was it that hit you or clicked with you that got you into the idea and desire that you want to film? That I want to film. Yes, because that's something that's something that I've never truly explored with you. That that mm-hmm. that side has been like I know you always tell me like Jan, make sure you look like this. Jan, make, you know you're very like <laughs> she is all the time. 
if I look ratchet, she's going to be like, bueno, I told you, and that's exactly how you're going to go because I told you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it, that's something that I don't think uh, myself and probably many other people mm-hmm. that are close to you maybe don't know exactly where that desire came from. Came from. Um, so I just, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So... I am what you would call a film aficionado. I love cinema. I really do. Like I'm that weird person that would watch all of the movies in the Oscars and really have like, I I could be a movie critic. I I truly could be. And I think that it came from that place, just loving the stories that I was seeing on the screen. I'm not talking about the weird ones that we have nowadays, just like the real, really good ones. Um, and just seeing them and thinking, I could do that one day, you know, I could, because I'd always, I don't know how to explain it other than I've always pictured my life like a movie. And okay. when I see things in my head, it plays out a little bit like a movie. And I find myself, I find my mind actually wonders to think about stories, you know, okay. stories that it's weird like something that happened to someone's and they're actually pretty good stories so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I knew that I I wanted to be in film and I wanted to screen write and I wanted to you know be an author because I I just saw these stories in my head and I'm like these stories need to be written and I told you I was writing a script for a horror movie which is crazy because a lot of people like a horror movie but a lot of people don't really sign see. me up. Yeah. <laughs> I love a lot I, of... I love horror. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> like a lot of the horror movies are really metaphors for things mm-hmm. that are actually happening in real life. People are just trying to give you kind of like a gory image for what this actually looks like in real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It's right. just a yeah. metaphor. Like yeah. it, 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 it is a huge metaphor. I sat down with a teenager and she was like, it's actually a pretty interesting metaphor that all the kids could see it, but the adults couldn't, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it was like, it almost feels like trauma and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome that you can actually get this because otherwise people would have been like, I'm just terrified of it. Um, so <laughs> let me, I'm a bit a little bit of a confession i yeah. hate clowns <laughs> i hate clowns i have not watched yeah. that movie because i hate clowns i can watch any other movie i don't care it, it it's not the it's gory it's just i i just do not like clowns I, yeah it's just they're just creepy man that's the only like you know like you would think about someone that not not liking like something that is gory and scary like yeah. sign me up for anything else i don't care anything else but you put a clown and i'm like all right Time yeah. to go. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So I, maybe I, I need hypnosis if I was like haunted by a clown. <laughs> I was a but anyways, you're not the only one that doesn't like clowns. I know a lot of people that just cannot stand clowns. Um, but yeah, I I started working on a, a script for a horror movie because I just love them. Like I don't see them the way that other people see them. You know, you grow up here now. Ah, you're opening doors, and I'm like, no. If you really look at the movie and what they're trying to say, <laughs> you it actually makes sense what they're trying right. to get across. Um, but yeah, I just I've always loved it. I've always loved to see different stories on screen and and just the acting portion I've always find it enticing and fascinating you know like directing a movie and then getting people to go here and go over there and that's really that's really my role in a lot of places like I find myself directing a lot just directing hey do this and hey do that so um I knew that that's a spot that I wanted to be in eventually and as far as documentaries I love documentaries I really do 
you know i think that that's just as raw as everything gets mm -hmm. and we do raw pretty well so <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, awesome so that's where the fascination comes from that's awesome that's that's awesome i i love movies but i don't know i that's not something i'm i'm more into photography yeah you you photography is something that i can definitely that's I something i really too. enjoy that that part i can yeah if if it's a documentary of just me sitting there with the camera recording <laughs> wildlife sign me up that you yeah. know i don't have to talk i don't have to do anything i'm just staring into <laughs> i can yeah. do that but but that's awesome and that's that's just um you know it's encouraging it's encouraging to to see you still pursuing you know what i'm saying like not settling just for because i know how to do this and you know i have a passion for this just to leave it there because a lot of us you know we found we find that thing and then it's like okay you know i'll do this for the rest of my yeah. life and then you don't venture out to like other possibilities you know mm -hmm. what what can go wrong it's like well you go there you find out that's not for you but at least yeah. you venture you know and you made a choice and you can be certain of what you're gonna do so that's awesome so we'll move on oh wait i gotta share my part of the story <laughs> i was like let's yeah, go you to gotta the next share question. you have to share right, a little so bit about your journey a bit about my journey so um i've i always knew that i wanted to kind of have my own thing but i i didn't realize how much I needed to be that way until I started working again for a big company. So when I started working for that financial institution, I loved the rush. I loved, even when I got back to school, I I, I went back thinking I'm coming back here and ex as an executive and all these things. Yeah. But I saw that there was, there's just no amount of money out there that I will, um, go for at the cost of my health yeah. and time away from my family and time away from from myself you know and so <coughs> I started considering okay well I have already venture in the sense of like we're, we were technically entrepreneurs in the music side of things because yeah. we were already kind of working on that um, but everybody kept telling me like you're a really good counselor you're really good you know at this and you're really good at you know teaching people and all this stuff. And I was like, well, once I became a mom, I realized how much I don't want to miss my children growing mm -hmm. up. I don't. And also with everything that is going on in the world, you know, it's, it's, it's scary out there um, for our children and, and, and their education. And not to brag because they're my kids, because every mom out there is going to be like, my kid is the brightest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but those who know, I have two daughters that are way ahead of their time in knowledge and understanding and the things that they're capturing and learning. And I feel like it's, it's my duty to preserve that, um, the integrity, in, yeah, the integrity, but also, uh, their desire yeah. to want to grow because a lot of things that I've seen out there is just, it, it just kind of cuts that, um, that encouragement that they have to learn new things because they like systematically it's like we're not doing what you like we're doing what we're doing and so it kind of like takes them to a place of boredom and we can speak about that because we did 12 years of school <laughs> and you know I still think back and I was like why were we 12 years in school like I think most of the time that I was in school I was bored 
because there was nothing fascinating. There was nothing. That's why I love the Montessori way of, mm -hmm. of doing things because they focus more, more on what interests you. Mm -hmm. And so I want to preserve that interest of my daughters. But the only way that I can do that is by being present. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of pushed me into that place of like, okay, if you're going to be present and you're going to do homeschooling and you don't want to miss, you know, being in your girl's life like that, then you have to decide what you're going to do. And so I said, the only way that I will go back to corporate, I will go just for a season, but if they allow me to work from home. And and I'm not I'm not close to that for a season while I'm still building my business, but that kind of has been like the journey and 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 why I kind of moved out of that whole like work for a company sort of mm -hmm. sort of speak I want to have control of my own time and and my environment as well and my my family's environment and yeah. so that's how I kind of venture into into just doing this life, life coaching coach. yeah yeah and eventually I want to do executive coaching as well but I wanted to just I didn't want to throw myself out there you know, <laughs> without like, I wanted to build rapport. I wanted to slowly learn the business. If I need to take any other classes, any, then I just slowly yeah. build. That's why I'm not close to the um, option of going back to corporate for a season while I'm, while I'm still building. Because um, of course we need money. <laughs> Everything yeah. that we do down here, you know, we need money. So that kind of has been like the journey of me um, going out here. Um, but I, I, looking back, I always kind of knew that I wanted to have something of my own, even if I still was working for another, know, company. For, for another company or something. I always knew that I wanted to have something that was more mine. What it was, I didn't know. But mm. now that I have a clear you know, understanding, I, yeah. Right. So that's kind of has been my journey. It hasn't been too too deep <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just you know <laughs> she's like cat yeah it was just like oh, <laughs> no i love it because i mean you started this when you you know i'm 10 years older than you you know i'm now <laughs> at 36 you know trying to figure out what i'm you know what i want to what i want to be when i grow up you know <laughs> uh yeah. so so it's awesome that's awesome uh but for me yeah that has been pretty much pretty much it just establishing time. yourself as a life coaching getting to do executive coaching um yeah. i i have a degree and in, in i have a master's in organizational leadership and human resources and a lot of that uh degree or a lot of my studies were surrounding executive coaching mm -hmm. and it's not easy no <laughs> it's not it's easy not. executives are actually i don't want to say they're really hard people to get to know to but they um they have a sense of value of their time mm -hmm. that is just not the same as the people that surround them to them yeah their time is is actually money yes. you know and so even if you're going to connect with them there there kind of needs to be some sort of I don't want to say transaction but there does need to be some sort of like, okay, yes. what am I what, what's the alignment here what am I getting right. and so that's that's huge that you would even think about it in that in that grand scale because I think even as you're starting as an entrepreneur you know you're you starting with your 
um, portion that's, you know, I'm going to do life coaching at the beginning. And then I would like to scale Mm -hmm. up to being an executive coach. And for me, even though I'm starting as a music producer um, or, you know, as a music studio, I want to eventually scale to doing movies and doing, Mm -hmm. you know, filming and all of that. But that's also, I I think a, a, big thing about being an entrepreneur is being able to be see ahead in the future like what do we want to do five years from now where do we want to see ourselves established and so you you have to do it you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying you have to have some sort of sense of where you you're trying to take this that way you don't get so focused in in just the now um and you know that there are goals that you still have to meet along the way to get to the place where you want to go and it's always developing it's always developing there, every you, single there's, day there's no non-stop on the learning yeah um i i my my degree is in business science and uh human resource management and i have a lot of experience in management and i think that's what kind of like pushed me to yeah. the executive side because i as as a manager i've seen the shortcomings of many companies and why you have so many unhappy employees and how you see business that start like yeah really good and then they just they just decline the the morale of the of the team is like declining on a constant basis and actually i think 2020 was a year that it opened the eyes of a lot of people when they weren't able to go to work and they were pretty much working from home and they realized like this is not worth it man like i'm over here busting my behind working for a company that doesn't care about me and you see how a lot of companies have had to revamp how they did everything because people were like okay if you want me to come back to the office what are you going to do for me because there's no there's no and it goes back to that transaction Mm -hmm. you know part of things that people started valuing their time yeah because they realized what i put 60 hours a week like and you don't give me anything extra. Like I don't gain anything. All I gain is like I'm more tired and less time with my family or less time doing what I want to do uh, for myself. And so I would love to be a part of uh, that team of helping businesses revamp and be more employee satisfaction oriented because yeah. a lot of companies are, well, our customers are first and it's like, your employees should be first because those are the ones making it happen. So that's kind of like the motivation behind me. Also being an employee myself and being mistreated and being, you know, treated like you're just a number you clock in and you clock out. Like that was, that that opened my eyes and I was like, man, like I think I could be really good at, you know, helping out businesses to like, let's just train these people to have more, (laughs) humanity in them (laughs) be more humane not just robots you know and i mean we have a friend right now that it's you know Mm -hmm. working and Mm -hmm. and yeah you know she comes to us and she's she's on this like these people don't believe in jesus oh yeah yeah she can't even take a break yeah like a 30 minute break and it's like like she has harassment yeah and so it's like that's no no way you know to treat an employee no no it's yeah. not. so that's kind of where where my you know like looking in the future like i want to be a part of the team that is helping change that for the future um yeah. so it's pretty cool it's it's very it's very difficult i've been taking a class actually with my co- with my um school mm-hmm. and it's on organizational leadership 
it's, it, it ends now in January. So it's a yeah. whole year. And I've, one of the things that I've learned, it's that a lot of the people that are put in management positions are actually not, they're, they're not qualified to be in those positions. They mm -hmm. were just available to be in those positions. And so what that does is that you have somebody that has no managerial skills leading a team of people. And it's like, that's not fair to that person or the team, you know? So things yeah. like that is kind of like what has inspired me to be in the executive. And like you said, yes, you learn. And that's what I'm learning. Your time is money. Yeah. <laughs> Your time is money. Yeah. So, and it's good that you, it's good that you want to head in that direction and become more supportive of employees. Cause I think it's heading in that direction, the way mm -hmm. that, Um, corporate America is having to re not revamp but do the workforce transformation it's heading in a direction where employees are going to have a lot more say mm -hmm. uh, obviously that changes when you you know when when you're dealing with unions and you know about that but it's right. most companies like to have control of their HR um, of their HR faculties they like to mm -hmm. have control over that but It's just interesting. It's interesting to see how a lot of people are trying to shift instead of like, okay, you know, protect the companies, like, no, protect the employees, mm -hmm. you know, because their time is also valuable, like their benefits are valuable and, and their health is valuable, all of that, instead of being treated like a number, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, I don't, I don't want to go into this weird rabbit yeah. hole, but just to give people an understanding is that's called a scientific management. Mm -hmm. You know, you break down everything a person does down to the second and, and the number, okay, you should take you like one sec, like one minute to do X, Y, and C. And that started, I think it was in the early 1900s where people would just do that. Okay. So, and that was, that, that started mostly in um, assembly lines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it should take you like five minutes to assemble this and then five minutes to do this. And that's where you started clocking people mm -hmm. like, okay, 30 minute break. And then you should go back. It should only take you this long to do this. And then it became really strict to the point that employees would just not have a mm -hmm. way of breathing. Even like work wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really like, okay, let me just take a five second break. No, because you have to assemble this thing. You have to do this thing. And it just became normal. It became normal mm -hmm. for the workforce to be treated like that. So I really do appreciate, you know, places that give their employees freedom to say, okay, well, this is, this is, this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you manage your time wisely because, you know, you are dealing with adults. <laughs> Mostly, most of the people in the workforce are adults and they should be able to manage that. It's almost saying like, okay, just as long as you do your job. And surprisingly, what they found is that people are able to get their jobs done. Don't even give them a schedule, like let them set their schedule and they're actually end up being more productive. Like you have no idea how many, um, how many studies have come out of people that are yeah, just isn't, like, isn't there one that just took place? I think it was in Europe, I believe. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was in Europe where they were doing a study on only working four days. Mm -hmm. So people who work just four days out of the week and they were doing a study. I think it was for six months to see if only working four days would affect production on this Uh, companies and what they realized was people were happier to do their job they were excited to be punctual do their things you know meet the deadlines and everything because they were looking forward to having 
you know, uh, more days through the weekend and just enjoy, you know, and, and it came to an end, the store, the study came to an end. And so they decided that they're going to continue with that. They're not going to change it. They started like, let's see how it goes. And now many companies are adopting the 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 four four days and, and people are happy. And it's like, it just, it just shows you give them the freedom. Mm-hmm. If you if they have freedom to choose, um, there's some people that I know that work Monday and, and Tuesday and take Wednesday off, and then they so technically they just work, they do like ten hours, you know, mm-hmm. and then they ten have hours that one, and then right, yeah. and then they but they take Wednesdays off, yeah. So it's like the middle of the week, and then they only work for two more days, and then they have two days off, and it's like oh, like you don't think about, mm-hmm. but it's like it makes them happy because mm-hmm. they want to spend time with their families, they want to have time off to enjoy their hardworking money yeah you know they don't just want to work to pay bills yeah you know <laughs> and so yeah. as an yeah. entrepreneur as an entrepreneur that's something that I actually I looked into it um myself because I know that eventually I want to grow this out to to have employees and to pay people but something that I established for myself was a three-day weekend mm-hmm. like I do not work Friday Saturday and Sundays are my days off I do not do anything related to work. I will not answer a text message that has to do with work. I cannot be found. So, and and that's it's just true. to protect. <laughs> it's to, yes, it's to protect my time mm-hmm. and, and to protect, because I, I do have to have a day that's just for me, you know, to just run errands and do what I have to do. And I do find that I am more productive that way when I have a three-day weekend and it gives me more time to do stuff. And I I started it with myself because it really it's it just starts with that one person you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying just doing like you said they did the study and then they found out okay this i think this is gonna work for everyone and i i do think people are would be a lot more happier with just a three-day weekend every single yeah. week it's like yeah. oh yeah i have isn't time it, to take it? a trip and come back yeah when the beginning of the year and in, in in you know in companies the first thing is like hey you know which days are you taking off? And majority of times people are looking forward to the holidays, like four yeah. day weekends, three day weekend. You know, they're like, heck yeah, I'm going to take an extra day on this. You know, yeah. Cause they're like, it's like, it's January. <laughs> yeah. Probably like in December, I am going to be gone, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I think it's good, but um, yeah. So with that, let's just move on to the next question, which is, how has your spirituality influenced your journey as an as an entrepreneur? So, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, like <clears throat> spirituality has been actually really important in this journey because I feel like here's here's the way that I used to think, okay? Just a couple of months ago, I didn't want to make a move that God wasn't in. I didn't want to mm. make a move that I felt like God wasn't leading me to make. But what I have come to find out is that that wasn't my that wasn't his decision to make that was mine so there's always going to be opportunity he's always going to make the opportunity available for you to make the decision you mm-hmm. know i already knew that i was gifted i was a gifted musician i already knew that i was a really good writer i already knew all of these things and i already knew that I had to do something with this. So I, I already know what the call of my life is and I already knew what my purpose was. Okay, so I meant to do this and I meant to help people, but I have no idea how to do it. And it's crazy because a lot of us see our bills. You know, I have a house, 
um, that I'm, it's actually on the market right now. We see all of these things and we feel trapped when in reality, it's like, why are you, what do you feel trapped? Like, well, these are my responsibilities, my bills. I can't just walk away from them. But on the other hand, God's like, this is either an entrapment or an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to actually decide to do something different. And again, like I was saying in the podcast before, I've never lacked anything. <laughs> I really have never lacked anything, you know, even with the money that I did have saved up to pay for my house while I was trying to figure this stuff out or trying to even learn how to become an entrepreneur, it, it nothing has lacked. I always had food. You know, there was always a friend giving me money for food. There was always a person that would show up. I don't know. It was someone that would say, hey, here's 50, here's a hundred bucks. Like it was just crazy. And so for me, the most important thing was trust. You know, it wasn't really believing whether like um, God would be there on the other side because he had already showed up these past mm-hmm. five years. He had shown up even when I didn't need him to show up. Like I was making money and he was bringing money on top of the money that I was making. Like when I mean, mm-hmm. I could be sitting at my job doing nothing and then $10,000 would show up out of nowhere, guys. Like I mean that. And mm-hmm. I'm not making this I up. remember like, when that Jana, Exactly. $10,000 just come out of nowhere. Like money, like five, all it was on my, my company's like, hey, we're just giving you a $500 bonus just for your pretty face. Stuff like that was happening all of the time. And mind you, I was doing something at that time that I didn't even like. And God was still fun. He was still providing for that, you yeah. know? And so what that taught me in the five years, like even in, even like, Look how much you were prospered doing something that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. He, you know, look, look how much, you know, God was still with you in that process. Think about how much more profit or how much more this is going to be not profitable for me, but for other people as well, for you to do something that you actually love and that you're actually passionate about. Mm-hmm. Just really think about it. It, it. So it really boiled down to my trust. Mm. It's like, am I going to trust what he's shown me these past five years and trust him on this next bit? Or am I going to stay here and just kind of like allow myself to become absorbed by the system, become one more body, become one more story of, you know, uh, corporate complacency. I, I just didn't want that for my life. I didn't see that as a future for me. And, and I think it was really important that, I got into the position that I did because if I had not, then I would have just continued to climb the corporate ladder. Seriously, I was going to, that's what I was aiming for. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to be a senior manager. I wanted to be a VP and exec. I wanted to just continue to climb up. But being in the position that I was in, where I was actually able to see somewhat the ugliness of leadership, I decided for myself that I did no longer wanted to do that. I said, Hey, I don't think this is something that at least in this place, this is not something that I see for my future. And of course I prayed about it, but my prayers came from a place of wanting to, like we spoke about in the other, in the other Mm -hmm. podcast, wanting to foresee the future a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like you just find yourself asking God, God, if this is you, please give me a sign please lead me in that direction it's like it's not gonna happen you you're just gonna have to follow this gut feeling that you have 
because he's not going to tell you anything else that you don't already know he already he's already confirmed everything else that's is part of your life like your giftings he's already told you what you're bound to do can you just jump and do it like make a decision really that's what it boiled down to and i did i made a decision i prayed about it and i really felt in my heart that i needed to just jump mm -hmm. and so i did it's been a crazy ridiculous journey and i think it's I've, I've had a lot of breakdowns, but I've also had a lot of enlightenment in this process. Just just that enlightenment alone of maybe he's just waiting on you. You know, he's mm -hmm. waiting on you to make a decision and then you can go from there. Um, and I think that's been really important. I think the spiritual spiritual has influenced everything because something that I do constantly is I try to sit down at least once a week. And I have a day that I call like my, you know, my personal day where I just like, you know, go to therapy. I attend my support groups. And, and then that night I just, um, I love Mike Todd. He is the, he, you know, I have a pastor, but you know, if I ever meet him in person, I'd be like, bro, like you, my pastor. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you my second pastor. Um, but yeah, like I sit down and I watch his stuff and funny enough, like a lot of the stuff that he says just, um, aligned so well with what was going on with my life at the moment. Uh, I actually got really annoyed. So I was just like, what's going <laughs> on with this dude? Like everything he says, it's like, I would sit here and I'd be doubting God on something and then he'd address it. So I just, I found that hilarious, but I also thought that it was me being open to receive from wherever. And a lot of times it didn't come from watching him. Sometimes it came from just sitting down and watching a movie and hearing something that just stood out to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I had that conversation with you where you were like, are you just open to hearing from God from wherever? Because mm -hmm. he doesn't want you to just sit there and, you know, think that he's going to speak through mm -hmm. the Bible. He's going to come on a cloud. And, he's gonna, yeah, and just not just, not <laughs> God, just the cloud. I'm but, talking to you. <laughs> and I know people can relate. I'm sure, pretty sure a lot of people can relate that are listening to podcast. Like, you're like, God, talk to me. And you open up the Bible and you're like, I'm not, like, I'm not getting anything. Beep, beep, mm -hmm. beep, beep, beep. And you kind of like check out a little bit because you didn't get what you needed. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times he's speaking all around you. Like, you know, he's not necessarily looking for you to like, I'm not saying don't open up the word and don't read it. What I'm saying is sometimes that's just not where he's the, that's not what he's trying to bring your attention to. Yeah. You, you have know? to be open for him to come and talk in any way. Yeah. How he through wants anything. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. through anything, through whatever, like I've had moments, but I'd just be reading a book about whatever. And I just have a sentence that's just pops. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And what I mean by pop, something that just, catches your attention and you really ponder on that's what I mean by it's highlighted and I've had situations like that where I'm just like huh it's funny because I was just talking with this person about the same thing and I just so happened to stumble upon it mm -hmm. so I really a lot of this process spiritual has been learning how to hear God and hear God in everything and being open not just saying oh he's gonna talk to me through a sermon or to the word but it's like man he can talk to me he through the mailman you mm. know he can talk to me through a dialogue on tv and just being open to receiving from him because he really is everywhere we just have to pay attention right. um so that has been personally my journey of of walking in in 
walking or beginning this journey as an entrepreneur. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. For me, um, I think a lot of it has been like faith, distrusting God. Yeah. Faith, this faith. Um, I like this year, like I knew at the beginning of like, I think at the end of last year, before I finished uh, my bachelor's, I was like, I feel in my heart that I need to start my no, my own business. I feel in my heart that I need to start my own business. And I just kept saying, I feel in my heart that I need to do this. I feel in my heart. I feel in my heart. And it's like, okay, Jen, when are you going to make, you know, take the step towards it? And then it wasn't like until like a few months after that, I was just like, okay. And I was talking to someone. They're like, well, if you want to apply for your business license, like I'll pay for it. And I was like, wow really? Awesome. And they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for it. And I was like, okay. So finally, when I decided to do it, I go in there and it was completely free. Like I didn't, the person didn't have to pay and I didn't have to pay. <laughs> and at that, and at that moment I felt like, you know, a slap in the face. Like God has been like, I've been telling you, did you remember that gut feeling that you needed to start your business for like a few months and you were not jumping in it? Like it was because free the whole time it was free the whole time. And I was just, you know, scared sitting on it. Yeah. I, but I, the reality was like, without taking any steps I was already afraid of failing mm. I was afraid that I wasn't going to do on social good on social media to advertise it like what am I going to do charging people what am I going to do and so God was like just trust me take the first step and just do one thing at a time don't worry about trying to make it all at once just do one one thing at a time and you know what's funny I have my IG right For, mm -hmm. for the life coaching. And I was laughing the other day because I have not posted anything that I've created on a sense of like, you know, like the encouragement posts and things like that. Um, because I've been so busy with the podcast because I have this podcast and then I have the other podcast. And every time it's time to post something on my page, it's a podcast week. And I'm just like, well, I guess this is what we're posting. And I've gained more uh followers just doing that than me sitting here and be like okay today I want to post something encouraging about this and it's just got shown me it's like focus on one thing at a time and so for me mm -hmm. you know the, the spirituality is it has helped me to just just trust don't don't hesitate when you have that gut feeling God is telling you you feel in your heart you feel it and you know and everything that you do that you need to take a step don't hesitate and just do it and so I've seen the fruit of just okay I'm just gonna do it and then there you go and so that kind of has been my journey yeah. with with that and because you know, mine has been a short season I haven't been in this for a long time maybe in 10 years from now you asked me that question <laughs> <laughs> no this is and then, <laughs> it's good it's a it's a good way to frame it because you know I've been doing this since I was a kid And, you know, you're just starting this discovery process. So we're, it's like two sides of, a, of you know, two mm -hmm. sides of the spectrum. You're getting two different stories here. Someone that's known this for a really long time versus someone that's like, oh, you know, walking the figuring out process out. Um, and right. I think it's great. It's a good contrast to have um, for what these, this process could look like for you. Right. Um, so I definitely, I think you touched... Uh, on the challenges uh, um the the most challenging thing in this journey yeah um I, I think not just I I want to say trust is one of them mm -hmm. and uh managing people around you 
You know what yes. I'm saying? Like when you jump to do something that feels uncomfortable, not just for you, because you really, mm-hmm. really have to picture this. Like you quit your job and you start doing something. First of all, that's not even recommended. It's not even recommended mm-hmm. that you do that. So I'm going to tell you right now, what I did was absolutely crazy bonkers. What most people do is they continue to work. They start the business and they just use the business as a way to fund their venture or whatever, or get to a place in their business where they have enough clientele to where mm-hmm. they can actually live, leave their job. Mm-hmm. That was not the case for me. I was not given that time. I was just given an opportunity to jump. And I was like, wait now, like right now. And yep, just jump down. I'm like, wait, this makes <laughs> right. So I had no opportunity to actually um, actually think through mm-hmm. right procedure for this. Right. I didn't find this out until later that mm-hmm. people were like, no, like you're actually supposed to save this much money for this and X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, things have still work, worked out because again, my story is a little different. Right. You know, I think, um, and I, I think for you also, you know, we, we have to emphasize on the fact that you were in a position, you know, when you said like, oh, I have to do this now, like I have to jump now. There was also other things at stake, like your mental health was oh, yeah. completely declined. And so at, at this point, not only was God talking to you, your body was talking to you and yeah. saying, dude, if you don't do what you need to do, like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, you need, I'm giving up. You need a break. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the way that it was. My whole entire body, my mind um, was just saying, you need to give us some sort of break yeah. from this. And I do want to emphasize that I did apply to a whole bunch of jobs before I actually jumped ship. So to me, it was like, is this the only option for me? Mm-hmm. Because I have, I literally submitted roughly about 200 applications before I did that. Mm-hmm. And every time a recruiter would reach out to me, they'd be like, oh yeah, let's get on a call. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, hey, we just filled a position. We found a great candidate. And I'm just like, this is really frustrating. Like, you know, I'm trying to leave this place because it's no longer good for me, but no other door was being opened anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I I just kind of felt in a place between the sword, between mm-hmm. what was the wall and the sword. And I love it because, you know, the scripture says between the, the sword and the wall is not a dead end, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I felt that way. I felt like, oh my God, like I'm jumping to my death, you know, and I did it. And, you know, how how long has it been? Seven, six months afterwards. So May, so it's been like six months, seven, no, eight months, eight months, eight months, bro, not eight months. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) eight eight months and I can tell you with all confidence, I'm okay. You know, yeah. I'm okay. I'm fine. There's been sacrifices that have to be made. I one of those sacrifices was my house, but I was okay. Like mm-hmm. I've told people, I've told people the story of my house so many times. It's like they can't believe it, and then that I'm selling it, they can't believe it even more. You know, mm-hmm. but I knew that that was something that I was gonna have to give up at some point because I knew that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to stay there. So it was everything has been a gamble. Everything mm-hmm. has been a risk. But if you ask me, I don't regret it. And part of this process has been learning how to reframe my thinking from you're failing, you're failing, you're failing, or you look like a failure to, okay, what does success look like to me? And Mm -hmm. actually redefining success to be 
if you did what God asked you to do, you are successful. Even mm-hmm. if you look crazy, even if you look irresponsible to some people, even if you have to ask for help to pay for a bill, even if you have to, like, yeah. you obeyed, you know? And I think that for me, it's being in that spot, that weird spot of like, okay, I I kind of obeyed this thing that I felt and I'm here in the middle of somewhere and having to deal with looking like a failure like mm-hmm. oh my god you had the job you have all these things and does it really matter like, you had the perfect life you know according exactly. to everybody else's I had, I opinion had the perfect, exactly, you, you, I had the perfect you're life. doing better than me <laughs> oh my god like you have no idea i have friends and family members that will come on and be like oh my god like Dude, with the like disappointment, right? Like the disappointment. Right. Oh my God. Like I got so many I got text messages when I put my house up for sale. Not the house, you know? And I was just like, dude, like these are the belief that I'm the person that's suffering the most because I have to make these sacrifices. And it's okay for me. Like mm-hmm. at this point, I've already I don't know how to explain it to everyone in the podcast, but it's like I've I have trained for a while on mm-hmm. how to give stuff up give stuff up that it becomes a little bit easier and I become a little less hesitant mm-hmm. um I think that my house was probably one of the things that I was more hesitant about but the fact that I was willing to let it go impressed me mm-hmm. because it's like wait you know and even I've the grown. job <laughs> yeah yeah even the job like I'm I, not I, I'm not scared anymore yeah <laughs> and because, and I'll I want to say something, um, find yourself, this is, you know, if you're in a position where you have to make a decision, you're, you're wanting, you're not fulfilled where you're at, you're, you're, you know, there's something in your heart that you want to do and you're like hesitant or whatever, do something that really helped me. Kat, Kat and I have been, been friends for so long and I told her, I said, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you yeah. have me come live with me like mm-hmm. have people around you that are willing to take a bullet for you for yeah. a season i'm not saying that she's just gonna be like over here like you know because it's like oh, yeah. okay you move but you know we we come to a compromise but being able to have an environment to which you know hey you're my friend you're my family and i really need your support that if all else all else fails Mm-hmm. I have something to fall on for a season until I can get back up. And I wanted to emphasize on that because that was the main yeah. thought is like, if I don't have a job, if I don't have a house, if I don't have this, if I don't have that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have anything to fall death on like that on like what the heck, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, no, no, honey, you have people that love you and, and people support that you. support you and we will we're not what you crazy you think that <clears throat> in the country we're gonna you know have people who Instigate. are your biggest supporters you and know your what biggest I'm like, instigators too yes yeah because yeah. it, it it that's the way that it should be so i just want to bring that up into that that you know she was making all of this all of these decisions oh, i wasn't i was system. i was part of the people that were like if this is this is what's what needs to happen. I know it's hard, but you're not by yourself. And if if you can't, if something happens, you don't have to hesitate to call me. You just, hey Jan, I I I, hey, I'm I'm struggling here and I need help. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm like, you're not gonna go hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like your yeah. cell phone bill will be paid. 
your electricity bill will be paid. You know, oh, as a matter of fact, right now, me, me, and I'm over here in Alaska. We have shortages of diapers and things like that. And you know, I can say this: like my mom just sent me a box of diapers, and then my spiritual dad sent me another box of diapers, and then he asked me, "Whenever you're done with this, like that's the kind of support system that you need to have around you. Yeah. It's not that you're depending on their money, but it's people that truly believe and trust you to know that what you're doing is not being reckless, that you're following your dreams. Yeah. And in order for us to make our dreams come true, we need supporters. We need people who are willing to get down and dirty with us mm-hmm. until we make it out there. And so I want to emphasize on that. That's that's uh, something that we really need to look at. Who is my yeah. support system? Look at and look for. Yeah. I mean, and I do, I, I want to, to add to that. You know, I made the move because of my support system. You know, I think that I want it <laughs> in a season where I want it to run away from it. I wanted someone to say, you are making the wrong decision. You are making a mistake. You are going to ruin your life. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose everything you work for. You know, I I wanted someone to say that. I wanted someone to be realistic or what we perceive to be realistic. Um, And it didn't happen. You know, I wanted someone to, to, to give me some confirmation bias. And it never came. On the contrary, I actually got... I don't know if it's the people I surround myself with, but they were like, do it, just set it on fire. I'm like, no, <laughs> right. They were there like, just do it. Like, what, what do you lose by doing it? Like, what, what are you going to lose? I'm like, I could lose a lot. But if you really think about it, like how much does this material stuff, how much power does it have over you? Mm-hmm. You know, that you can't let it go, that you can't, you know, oh, I cannot live without, I'm just not the kind of person, I just can't, you know, it's like, dude, like what if it requires that? Mm-hmm. You know, are you okay with giving it up? And I've never been that kind of person that's been too attached to material things. So for me, it was like, ugh, give up the job. That was really hard. That was really difficult for because again, I I was raised to be that person and, and get the money and hustle and whatnot. But that was given up, giving up the house. That was a little hard too. You know, and mind you, I'm not a material person, but that was really hard to give up because I I think what I was giving up was more the space, Mm -hmm. you know, the space of having my own, you know, being able to just walk around my house and just be by myself, something that I absolutely love. But I don't think that that's something that I needed anymore. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to hold on to it for as long as I could and really just needed to move on from it. and, And that that was that call it a day. But right. it was definitely the support people that I had around me, the the support group that were saying, you have it. You know, when I broke the news to all of my family members, I they were like, we're right behind you. We're supporting you. The hardest thing has been managing <laughs> everybody because everyone looks at my situation and it looks bad. But I don't I have such a peace inside of me that it's just it's all going to work out. And mm-hmm. I can I cannot extend that to them. I just have mm-hmm. to stand on my own piece and say, I'm fine. I'm OK. You know, mm-hmm. when my mom comes to ask me, hey, what about this? What about that? Like what's happening? I just have to trust my process mm-hmm. and I have to trust what God is doing enough to tell her, <clears throat> stop worrying about it. 
mm-hmm. you know, stop worrying about it. And not, not that I'm trying to be rude, I'm trying to be crass. No, it's just that she knows it, it's. She's are you a gonna mom, trust? Are you gonna trust or you're not gonna trust? Like, yeah, it's, it's, she's it's, a it's, mom. It boils down to that. Yeah, she's a yeah. mom and she worries. My dad doesn't mm-hmm. care. He's like, oh, it's okay. It'll happen. You know. <laughs> right. Right. But she's a mom and she's worried about okay, well, what about this and what about that? But I know what's going on inside of me. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to pay, pace myself. I know that it's not all about the money. I didn't, mm-hmm. funny enough, I didn't do this for the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I did this because I just wanted to find out if I could do it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's, 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 a lot of people think about it. Oh, when you make it big and when you're like with, um, what's it called? When you were with Drake or with Kanye, like when I sat with people, they were saying mm-hmm. those things to me and I'm like, like i haven't even gotten there yet because <laughs> i was like, like i haven't, I haven't my, even my ca- mind is not even like i haven't left the kitchen right <laughs> so i i mean not but just that was just never my thought process mm-hmm. that was never my thought process oh i'm gonna be with kanye or i'm gonna be with this and that i'm gonna make it i'm gonna be famous because even that like that's not, that does nothing for me you know what right. i'm saying i think that I'm, i think that would be a that would be a plus yeah that would be an a addition a, a benefit of being good and 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 doing you know like what you're what you're wanting yeah. to do you know and following also your your destiny you know yeah. what you're you're predestined to do that those, those if you were to get there those are benefits that will be added from your hard work and your decision to yeah. to do it so yeah it's definitely it's definitely some it's it's a process it's definitely a process and honestly i I love the fact that we're doing this. I love the fact that we're sharing our processes with people because the reality is that a lot of a lot of people are going through similar situations and they're looking left and right, left and right. And it's like, what do I do? Will, will this work for this person? This mm-hmm. work for that person? And it's like, dude, embrace your own journey because yeah, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. And it's not. what I can say is like, we have God on our on our side. Then just, I mean... Who can who can come against us? Then yeah. that's that's you you have to stand on your ground and be like, it's gonna suck, it's gonna be rough, it's gonna be hard, but embrace it, go through it the way that you're supposed to, mm-hmm. and uh, just trust trust the process because the process is not meant to kill you. It's it's not meant. It sounds yeah. and it feels sometimes that you're like, I'm not oh, gonna make yeah. it out of here, sure. but I can't count i can't i lost count of all the times that you and me have been in situations where we're like i think this is it i i can't i'm not coming this out of this what one. does me in <laughs> yeah and then two weeks later we're like oh that wasn't that bad i think i was just overreacting <laughs> chances oh, yeah. are you are um sure. so but um but we're also we're also coming to an end um and so with that, uh, let's let's give you, you know, we, we want to leave you with three things that um, you can use that may help you in this in this process of, you know, being, you know, spiritual entrepreneur, you know, having God and, and venturing out into the business world. Right. Yeah. Um, the number one thing that I can say is trust. That's the number one that I can say. And this kind of trust is not it cannot be. Uh, conditional trust it cannot be well show me this and then I'll go ahead and do what I gotta do this is a surrender and and go do it <laughs> don't mm-hmm. don't think about it too much if you already known and you've got confirmation after confirmation at some point God is gonna be like I'm not talking no more like I already told you what you need to do like at this point you're just so mm-hmm. trust um what would be one thing that you would um another thing that you would 
give I mean, as if a you, tool. If you want, if you want, what we could do is uh, you could say your three, and then I could say my three. That okay. Way, yeah. All right. So trust. Like I don't want to hear your rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So definitely trust will be my number one. My second one would be educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself in the sense of like listening to the wisdom of Holy Spirit and how to get that wisdom. You know, gather with people who are progressive, gather with people who have wisdom in this journey of, of being a, an entrepreneur and also a Christian, right? And the third thing would be to love yourself enough that you trust yourself as well. Because one thing is trusting God and then one thing and another thing is trusting you. Because at the end of the day, God will open all the doors, but you're going to have to put in the work. And if you don't trust what you're doing, I can guarantee you that you won't make it far because you will project that onto people and people will look at you with a, I don't believe you can make it because that's what you're projecting. So love yourself enough to trust that you're going to be okay in the process of building your own mm-hmm. uh, uh, business. So that, those will be my three, my three things. Yeah. So for me, my first thing is going to be boundaries. Um, that's really, really important in your journey as an entrepreneur to understand that who you surround yourself with can affect you. And the power of the word no is really, like, it's really underrated. Yeah. Um, And we really want to, if if anything, I really want to leave you with that, just, like, boundaries. Make sure Mm -hmm. you have your boundaries set. um, Because if your goal is to become an entrepreneur, you're going to be someone's boss and you're Mm going to have to reinforce some things and you're going to have to, you know, put established culture and force culture, do all of that stuff. If that's what you're planning to do in the future in order to grow and scale and all, all of those fancy words that just mean grow. Um, You're going to have to set some boundaries so that you protect your time, you protect yourself and you're able to be effective. Because that's mm-hmm. the reality. Like you, you're only as effective as your boundaries, really. So that's my first one. My second one would have to be community. You, as an entrepreneur, you need another set of entrepreneurs around you. Like Jam yeah. said, you need a group of people that are on the same journey as you. Or if it's just a support group that are just helping you through the decisions that you have to make. Because there's crazy stuff that happens all of the time, you know. And as a leader, you're going to have to, there's people are going to say things and do things. And you're going to have to not, try not to internalize those things and go talk them out. Because if you internalize them and you just keep them, it can affect you. You know, it can affect you, it can affect your mood and all of that. So just make sure that you have a group of people that you can go talk to. Um, Sometimes they'll talk some sense into you and sometimes they'll patch you up and heal you and Mm -hmm. send you on your way. And that's that's amazing. The fact that they're able to do that. Third thing, I would have to say vacation and rest. Learn how to do vacation (laughs) and rest. I had to learn that the hard way this year. Like, there was so much that I wanted to do, and I felt like somehow I was always getting braked to rest, or I was getting, like, just that that 
that sign that I needed to rest, 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 rest. And then something would always go wrong. And then I would have to rest anyway. So it was almost like I wasn't listening to the signs. And then I ended up resting, you know, when I didn't want to rest. Obligated. (laughs) Yeah, obligated rest, pretty much. And so I would say that plan your vacations. Just like you, just like you plan a party or plan you know your your meals and all of that stuff plan your vacations set Mm -hmm. them out set your your resting periods okay so how much productivity do you want to have before you rest Mm -hmm. and those are really good things for for you if you're an entrepreneur for you to really think about yeah that's awesome that's definitely and i i i I second and third all of those (laughs) (laughs) definitely Yeah. yeah that's and i just love it because like we basically just gave you the spiritual, the three spiritual things that you need to have. And then the three, uh, uh, physical things that you need to do yeah. in order for you to, um, practical. yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> practical things. Yeah. And, um, and so with that being said, we're coming to an end. This is our last episode Yay. of this season. Yeah. Season one is over. Wrapped uh, up. <laughs> yeah but we couldn't be more excited yeah. yeah and i wanted to let you guys know just give you a little bit of information if you guys have some feedback for us um go to instagram and follow us at we are jan and cat and make sure that you send us a message with feedback or if you just want to chat and talk about some of the content that you have heard here on the podcast we would love to, to talk to you and just connect with you. That is what we are here for. Um, also, if you guys uh, for season one, the remainder of season one, which is I think the past three episodes, we have a supporter campaign going on, a monthly supporter. So if the episodes have been helpful to you in any way, please consider becoming a monthly supporter. And it's just a subscription, 99 cents, $5, and it ranges all the way up to $10, depending on what you want to contribute. And it's just to help us um, bring guests to season two and provide you with quality content in season two as well. We would really love your support. Um, but yes, and Jan has her life coaching business, like she mentioned earlier, and her um, handle on Instagram is at harmony.life.coach. And she's yes. offering those services. She's an awesome life coach. And I might be biased on that, but she really is. And this whole entire show is actually produced by yours truly. And my handle for Instagram is at runawaymsc. If you need editing, production, podcast, anything that has to do with that music wise, I would love to help you out. And I would love to talk to you about your next project. So definitely hit us up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. No, thank you for sharing all of that. All of our information, guys. I will not I can't remember sometimes my 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 personal Instagram. <laughs> sometimes people ask me and I'm just like, one second, yeah. let me go look at it. But um yes, yes. And and again, thank you guys so much. It has been so much fun um doing yeah. the season uh and enjoy oh, the holiday. And don't forget to follow us on on um subscribe on YouTube if you're watching through YouTube. We yes. love you. Thank you so much to our YouTube fam. We yes. love y'all. Yes, um, yes, yes. Definitely subscribe at the end of the video. Yes, definitely. But no, um, enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas yes. and Happy New Year to everybody. Enjoy your time with your family and your friends. And uh, we are definitely 
going to be coming back next year um and we will update throughout after the holidays we will update um on what's coming next so be be expecting yep. <laughs> be expecting but this is live with Jen and Kat and yes. on to next time bye. until next time yes yeah, see you guys in season two bye yes. bye